0: We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. I was recently listening to a podcast and the host on there were talking about, you know, if it was possible to, I believe it was the all-in podcast, and the hosts were talking about if it was possible to slow down the, you know, rate of AI. They were talking about different prominent figures who uh, requested a six-month, you know, a ban on AI progress beyond GPT-4 and etc. And they were talking about the fact that um, apparently there is a group of people that view AI as the ability to um, discover how we're going to slow down the aging process, or you know, for them, so, you know, some people are like for immortality or whatever. You'll you'll never die. Um, but in any case, there's this group of people that believe in that, and because of that, they are. Uh, predominant big players in the industry and they're not going to let anything happen to slow down AI because they kind of view it as they were you know ticket to you know live forever or slow down um, aging forever essentially. So that was you know that that caught my attention I was like oh you know interesting concept I didn't look into it very much but I recently saw an article uh, published today out of Northeastern Global News called Can AI Help Scientists Slow the Aging Process? And I want to talk about that concept. There's a few uh, different articles I read and some research I've done um, on what AI is currently being used for as far as science, how it's disrupting the scientific community, um, and what advancements will be made in the future. So, Um, First off, I think there's uh, some interesting news that recently the Allen Institute for AI is currently working on creating an open generative AI language model. They're saying, you know, this is by scientists for scientists. And something that I thought was pretty interesting about this is the fact that they are planning on releasing this, you know, science GPT or whatever it's going to be called in the um, in early 2024. And I think with all of the advancements that we see in AI and in technology right now, it's advancing so rapidly. I still think it is something that is, um we're still on the very early cusp of. There was a recent report um, where they did a poll, and I think it found that about only 30% of American adults had heard of ChatGPT, and only 10% of adults um, had viewed ChatGPT as a reliable piece of information. So If only 10% view it as a reliable source of information, obviously there's a lot of work to be done and we have a lot of disruption and innovation that's going to happen as that number gets uh, larger and larger. And eventually, you know, these things get good enough that 90 or 80% of people view this as a reliable source of information that's going to enable massive disruption. Additionally, You know, when 30% goes to 100% or 90% or 80% of uh, adults that know what these AI tools are, chatgpt and others, that is going to have massive disruption. And so I only bring that up to say, I believe that, you know, while some people think like, oh man, uh, you know, ChatGPT came out, like if I wanted to get started in AI, I'm so far behind. There's all these massive companies doing these major things. I believe we are in the wild west, the very, very early days. And, uh, you know, evident by that is the fact that the uh, Seattle's Allen Institute for AI is not going to be releasing their new scientific LLM till early 2024. And I think we're going to, as the, you know, this time next year, things will be completely different as AI has, I believe, will proliferate um, every industry and every field um, as some of these industries that are kind of traditionally known for going slower, like science, um, uh, come to fruition and some of these tools become big players there, I really think that we are going to start seeing the plurifra- the proliferation plurif- of AI into everything we do. And so um, it's it's pretty interesting. Essentially what they're doing with this tool right now is that they're going to be building it on 70 billion parameters um, of scientific data that they're able to create. They said that um, with the scientific community in mind, OL Mo will be purpose-built to advance the science of uh, language models and the project apparently has a senior director who's a researcher at AI2 and they said that it will be the first language model specifically designed for scientific understanding and discovery and I think that's really important because we have other models right now this one specifically focuses on discovery, which is kind of the cash cow, right? These pharmaceutical companies, a lot of other companies want this kind of scientific discovery model um, that can help them to, you know, create new compounds, new vaccines, new medicines um, that they can patent and make a lot of money from. So I think this is going to be a very lucrative field. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that just in general, I when I think of like science, I do think of a lot of really rigorous testing and um, bureaucracy that kind of goes behind a lot of industries around that and so it doesn't surprise me that this uh this like tool is not slated to come out till early next year obviously they're taking their time with it they have a lot of interesting um <laughs> features i guess they'll say one of them is the you know they're concerned by how much electricity ChatGPT gpt used so they said they're going to try to make it one of the greenest supercomputers in the world um they said that uh they said that to produce something explicitly designed for scientists and researchers to engage with and learn from and use to create the next generation of safe, effective AI technologies. um, I really think that they're, they're kind of focusing on a bigger picture. They're taking their time. They're being slower with it. um, And perhaps that's uh, because of the industry they're in. Um, And I wonder if number one, they'll get beat by someone that goes faster or if number two, that's just the speed of this industry. And if so, Um, What other industries are slower when it comes to these kind of adaptations? And so as we think like, oh my gosh, you know, all this stuff is coming out and I'm getting left behind, you know, in our Facebook group, I recently heard from someone who is in the construction industry. They weren't 100% sure what they were going to use ChatGPT for. um, But they were like, I know this is kind of the future of where everything's going. So I'm jumping in and learning everything I can about it. An industry like construction may be one that is slower to incorporate a lot of different AI techniques and tools and software. Um, right, it's not like a super software-heavy industry um, per se. Obviously, there's a lot of construction software out there, but you know, since that's not the nature of what the business is actually doing as a function, um, and so I believe that given the next uh, the next few months and the next year, we're going to see massive proliferation in all of those different industries. So, going back to the idea of um, you know slowing down aging with AI, which I think is a really interesting concept. Um in a recent uh, in a recent interview with some researchers and pharmaceutical companies um, that were that are kind of continuing this search of, you know, using AI, there was a man by the name of Harry End who said, um, I think aging is the emperor for all maladies." Um, and he said that aging is the single biggest risk factor for developing any one of, you know, a number of different diseases including, um, heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, and a number of different things, and so they, you know, him and a lot of other different scientists are currently putting AI to the to the test, trying to use it to um, figure out ways to slow down human learning. I mean, human aging. Um, it's pretty interesting to look at, you know, what uh, what the what they're currently doing with it. I think the main um, areas are that they first so the the three main tools that they're that they're currently working on developing the first is to use the data in uh, like predicting a predictive analysis kind of a way which essentially is going to allow researchers to see what's going to happen in the uh, next in a a pattern of data so um, they're going to be able to use this ai to help generate predictions on what different um medicines, what different uh, remedies, what different uh, routines will have on a person's ability to age or slow an aging process. The second thing it's going to be able to do is that um, they're currently working on kind of creating a hub of research on like longevity medicine, which is designed to allow users to essentially summarize uh, different key studies and ask questions on you know, what medicines are most effective to uh, do certain things. And um, just given the vast amount of data, uh, that you can now feed into some language models, right? We're looking at um, we're looking at Anthropic's new Claude model that is now allowing people to upload uh, seventy five thousand words. You can upload massive amounts of data and now start to cross analyze um, different effects of medicines, different research studies. Um, feed it a lot of data and get some very interesting responses. The third thing that um, in this longevity study they're currently uh, working on developing is. Um, finding is using it to help them develop new drugs so to a researcher can you know narrow down a list of the best molecule candidates for potential drug from a list of you know millions um, with the help of AI and so the tools are developing are going to help them to be able to suggest you know the molecules that are going to work best um, in creating drugs and in creating compounds that you know allegedly will help us slow down aging so I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how this goes Um, Harahan said that instead of completing a sentence, it can complete the structure of a molecule, right? Talking about AI. So we're all used to asking it questions and getting, you know, a sentence or getting it to respond. But um, biologists and scientists right now are looking at how to use that same technology, that same transformer model to predict um, the structure in a molecule that would be best to help uh, do that. Something interesting, an interesting concept I did read that they brought up was the fact that you know, measuring age in the same way that we use a thermometer to measure temperature, um, or some tools to measure blood pressure, it is not something that exists at the moment. But it's something that they're currently um, developing, um, and so that will be really interesting. You know, you don't have to write down your age at the uh, anymore. They're going to have tools that will be able to measure your age based off of AI, which I think is going to be uh, really interesting. And if I were to guess how they're going to do that. I'm assuming they would take a bunch of different data sets about people um, and including, like, bi- biometric, like, right, you could probably just take a picture of a person, uh, say a bunch of different things about them, um, their age, race, or not their age, their, their race, their, a uh, whole bunch of different, like, pieces of data you have about them, take the picture, and then train it through a neural network and say, boom, this is the age, and I bet you if you train enough, uh, I bet you could use that to train an AI to be able to just look at a person and detect their age, so, that's a, that's going to be an interesting to see how that um, comes to fruition and what the different ways that this AI is going to be helping in science and medicine and if it is indeed going to help scientists slow the aging process. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for joining me on the OpenAI podcast. It'd mean the world to me if you would rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and I'll see you tomorrow.